0: is that he's a servant of God. Therefore, he has come to serve us and to give us all that God has from him to give to us. And I'm just asking that as we receive him today, that we would receive him with open hearts, with open heads, and most importantly, with open spirits to receive
1: Amen. what God has for us. When the choir gives us the hymn of preparation on their the, the final verse, I'm gonna ask that we all stand and receive
0: the 101st Bishop in Succession in the African Methodist Episcopal Zion Church, none other than Bishop Michael Angelo Frencher Senior. Amen. great hymns of of the church. Amen. And so I I am not unaware that you all did that, especially for me. Amen. Praise the Lord. To the missionary supervisor of the Southwestern Delta District, which includes this grand old Arkansas annual conference, many Victoria Aaron Fletcher, the sunshine of my life, and my partner in this Christian ministry. I want to also acknowledge these presiding elders uh, who give leadership on the districts in this conference. Um, presiding elder Stephen Fuller, presiding Elder Barbara Latoison, to all of the pastors and all of the ministry, ministers, to all of the connectional officers, you know, we have connectional officers in this church and in this conference, to all of the conference officers, district officers. Those who labor in the local churches, to all of our missionaries and Christian education workers, to the uh, lay council members and to the men's fellowship, to all of our children, youth, adults, young adults, to our ushers, to our choir, to our musicians, lottie daddy, and everybody. <laughs> I don't want to leave anybody out saints and sinners alike, yeah. amen. We greet you in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. in his name. I'll have more to say to you uh, in words of thanks for your prayers during a challenging time in my life that caused me to miss, I believe, the first checkup meeting. Amen. But I'll, I'll speak more to that because I think I'm up now to preach so we don't want you know. sometimes it's okay getting in your way but it's never okay getting in God's way right. and, uh, so we're going to see what we can do um, going across the delta with this word and I noticed in my notes that I had not preached this particular sermon here and so I will because right. the Lord said so amen. Amen. And amen always consult the Lord. Amen. Amen. Before I preach, I, I don't know what y'all do. I ask the Lord to lead me. And did you know sometimes he He leads you away from where you think you're going? Amen. Y'all been there. Amen. And so you heard the scripture that was read in the book of Acts. Acts. The Acts of the Apostles. For yes, Some theologians call it the Acts of the Holy Spirit Mm -hmm. as they move through the apostles. And a proper acronym that I've heard is all the Christians tell the story. Amen. Amen. And we're going to look at the 11th chapter and pull out this 26th verse. And from the King James Version, it reads, And when he had found him, he brought him unto Antioch. And it came to pass that a whole year they assembled themselves with the church and taught much people. And the disciples were called Christians first. In Antioch. Yes, sir. Let me read that last portion again. And the disciples were called Christians. Christians. First. Yes. In Antioch. Yes. From this text, I we'll want to preach to you from a simple subject called to be Christian. Right, called to be Christians. Let us pray. Come, thou incarnate word. gird on thy mighty sword. Our prayers attend. Come as thy people bless. Come, Lord, give thy word success. Spirit of holiness on us this day. In the name of the Father, in the name of the Son, in the name of the Holy Ghost. called to be Christian. Antioch was the capital of the great nation of Syria. The city was set in a broad and fertile valley shielded by majestic snow-covered mountains and it was called Antioch the Beautiful and the Golden. In 65 BC, it was the Romans who took the city and made it the capital of the Roman province of Syria. Kings and early Roman emperors extended and adorned the city until it became the third largest in the Roman Empire. Antioch has an important place in the early history of Christianity. One of the original deacons of the apostolic church was Nicholas, a proselyte of Antioch. It was in Antioch where the first Gentile church was established. Many fugitive followers of Christ Scattered there after the death of Stephen, where they inaugurated a new era by preaching not only to the Hellenistic Jews, but to the Greeks also. Yeah. The Jerusalem church sent Barnabas to assist in the work in Antioch.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: He, after laboring there for a while, summoned Paul from Tarsus to assist him. After working for a year they were sent with relief to the famine stricken saints in Jerusalem while the saints in Antioch continued working for the welfare of the Redeemer's kingdom. But of all the things that were known about this city called Antioch The thing that stands out the most is the fact that they, the followers of Jesus, were first called Christians in Antioch. Antioch had become the chief center of early Christianity during Roman times. The city had a large population of Jewish origin and so attracted the earliest missionaries. In Antioch, as in other places, the exiled church began to thrive and to grow. The city of Antioch was perhaps the first place in which a large number of Gentiles or non-Jews joined the church. Antioch was the happening place. That is, a lot was going on in this city. But of all that Antioch was known for, for biblical scholars, the most important thing of all was the fact that they were first called Christians mm-hmm. in Antioch.
1: Yes, sir.
0: Before Antioch, this new religious sect had been called disciples, followers of the way, brethren, saints, in other words, but not Christian. Some scholars believe Christian was at first a derogatory term, a nickname of sorts. It simply meant Christ one. And critics of Christianity might have used it to say there go those Christ people, those Christ ones, those Christians. What likely began as a derogatory term has become a term of endearment today for those of us who are true followers of Jesus Christ. Well, that's
1: right.
0: The word Christian is used only three times in the New Testament. The word in the first century was focused and applied only to those who were disciples of Christ. Y'all stay with me, I'm going somewhere. Okay. Today, the word has lost much of its focus being applied by cultural commentators to any American who is not a Jew. In other words, if you're not a Jew, you must automatically be a Christian. But many to whom the term is applied have never met Christ and really know nothing about him and what it means to be a Follower of Him. Yes. Yes. But in spite of its watered down use, yeah. Christian is still a wonderful term. Yes. A yes. term that has stuck around down through the centuries and is still the best term used to describe mm-hmm. the followers of Jesus Christ. Amen. Yes. The Reverend Dr. Harry Ironside, one of the greatest preachers of another generation. <laughs> said that when he was traveling in China years ago, he was frequently introduced as Yasa Yang. Mm -hmm. At first, he didn't know what the term meant. They would introduce him and say, and now we're going to hear from Yasa Yang. Mm -hmm. But when he asked about it, he learned that Yasa was Canaanese for the word Jesus, Mm -hmm. and Yang was Canaanese for the word man. So he was being introduced as the Jesus man, which was fine because that's what a Christian is. There is no better compliment than to say, there goes a Jesus man. There goes a Jesus woman. There goes a Jesus child. There goes a Christ woman. There goes a Christian. But do we really know all that being called a Christian Really, it tell? Well, if so, then do we really carry
1: ourselves
0: in this matter? For just a few minutes, I want us to look at what it means to be called a Christian well, and see if this is what we, we are or if this is what we are striving to become. First of all, I believe they were called Christians in Antioch because they had learned to live with Christ sure the followers of Jesus had taken up residence in the city of Antioch but the followers of the way had also taken up residence in the kingdom of God that is they had moved in with Jesus and Jesus had moved in with them Jesus had literally become a part of their immediate family In order to be a Christian, you have to live with Christ. And Christ has to live with you and in you. You see, the problem with so many so-called Christians is that Christ is not a vital part of their family. Some so-called Christians only make contact with Christ when they come to church. And when they don't feel His presence in church, they go away saying, Christ did not show up this morning. I didn't get anything out of the service. Well, Well, it's obvious to me you didn't get anything out of the service because you didn't bring Christ with you. You didn't bring Christ with you because he doesn't live in your home. He's not really a part of your immediate family. Little Christians have Christ in their lives that Christ has taken up residence Uh in their very being. I I believe that in Antioch, when you stepped into a Christian's home, you felt the spirit of Christ as soon as you crossed the threshold. His spirit probably filled every nook and cranny of every room in the house. But more so than that, I believe every time a Christian went to another home, the occupants of that house could feel Christ's presence. Ah, see Christ right? The seed of that home. I wonder how many of us have Christ living with us. Wonder how many of us have made Jesus a vital part of our Christian lives. Yeah. We can't say we are Christians mm-hmm. and not have a personal, <coughs> intimate, affectionate. Loving and warm relationship with Christ. When we become Christians, we're actually becoming a part of Christ's family. And if you're part of a family, you take that family name with you. As the songwriter said, "Take the name of Jesus with you." Child of sorrow and of woe, it will joy and comfort give you. Take it then, where you go. Take the name of Jesus ever as a shield from every snare. If temptation round you gather, breathe that holy name in prayer. Mm-hmm. Oh, the precious name of Jesus, how it thrills our souls with joy when his loving arms receive us and his songs our tongues employ. At the name of Jesus, bowing, holy prostrate at his feet. King of kings, yes, in sir. heaven we'll crown him when our journey is complete. Precious name, oh how sweet, hope of earth and joy of heaven, precious name, oh how sweet, hope of earth and joy of heaven. If we would just busy ourselves taking Jesus wherever we go, then more and more people will begin to identify us with Christ. And I don't know about you. But I can't think of anyone better to be identified with than Jesus Christ. I can't think of anybody better to be associated with than Jesus Christ. I can't think of anybody better to live with than Jesus Christ. The saints in Antioch didn't mind living with Jesus, they counted it a privilege, they counted it a joy, they counted it a blessing to not only have him in their lives but to have them as a vital part of their family. Yes. 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 Is Jesus this close to you? Jesus. Mm-hmm. If he's not, mm-hmm. then you need to do what you can mm-hmm. to make sure that he is living and breathing within your very yes. yes. Because if Jesus is really in you yes, and yes. with you yes. and a vital part of you, yes. Then yes, you don't have to worry about going somewhere to meet him. Well, because you can yeah. take him with you. Yes, yes, wherever you go. Yeah. Let me move on. Right. Secondly, they were called Christians first in Antioch. First of all, because they had, had, had lived with Jesus. And then secondly, they lived for Jesus.
2: All right. all
0: right now. You know, the trouble with so many so-called Christians is that they say they gave their lives to Christ, but they're still living for themselves rather than living for Jesus. Real Christians live for Jesus. The Christians in Antioch had reached a point in their lives where they had come to realize that it was no longer about them but it was all about Christ, yes. serving him and worshiping him yes. to the best of their ability.
1: Yeah.
0: There are still so many people, yes, in the church who live only for themselves. Yeah. It's all about me, uh-huh. all about what I want, yeah. all about how I feel, yeah. all about what pleasures me, yeah. all looking for any praise. Not looking for any recognition.
1: Yeah.
0: Not having our lips Ruth Graham tells of meeting a young Indian student named Pasha who was enrolled in a college near Ruth's North Carolina home. As she spoke to him about Christ, he replied, devastatingly, I would like to believe in Christ. We of India would like to believe in Christ, but we have never seen a Christian who was like Christ? Mm-hmm. Ruth herself was also devastated. Mm-hmm. For the most part, she understood what Pasha was saying. Mm-hmm. But she had trouble helping him with his dilemma. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So she turned to a longtime friend and co worker, Dr. Akbar Hart, uh-huh. a brilliant Christian. Uh-huh. After explaining the conversation to her friend, she asked, Akbar, what would you say? Yeah. How would you ask the pasha? Mm. That is quite simple. Akbar said decisively. I would tell him I am not offering you Christians. I'm offering Jesus. you Christ.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. No matter how good we think we are. No matter how long we've been in the church. No matter how much scripture we know, no matter how many hymns we can sing, how well we can recite the Lord's Prayer and the Apostles' Creed, we will never grow the church by offering ourselves. We can only grow the church by offering Jesus Christ as the salvation of the world. This is what evangelism is all about is Christians offering Christ. Offering him as the answer. Him as the solution. Him as the offering. Him as the one who can do all things. In Antioch, the believers there offered Christ to everyone they came in contact with. This is why the first known Gentile church was in Antioch. The Christians there did not. Talking to others about the man from Galilee. Finally, they were called Christians because they had learned to live with Christ. They had learned to live for Christ. But most important of all, they had learned to live like Jesus. Christians are people. Who've learned to live like Jesus. Yes, sir. Yes. You can imagine that when people in Antioch saw the followers of the way, the disciples of Jesus, it was as if they were looking at Jesus himself. Amen. There was something about their walking, something about their talking, something about the way they up. did what they did that reminded them about Jesus. No wonder then that when people saw them They called them Christians yeah. yes. They yeah. called them Christ ones yeah. The apostle Paul said it this way Let this mind yeah. be in yeah. you Which yeah. was also yeah. in Christ yeah. Jesus yeah. The Christians in Antioch Lived like Jesus yeah. Because they had the mind of Christ yeah. And because they had the mind of Christ They were constantly led To do the things of Christ yeah. William Howard Doan was a wealthy 19th century industrialist who entered the business world at the age of 16 Mm. and was president of his own manufacturing company by age 29. But his real love was music. Mm. And he sang songs and directed choirs at various churches around Cincinnati, Ohio. Mm -hmm. At age 30, Doan suffered a terrible heart attack which took him to the edge of the grave. As he recovered, he felt God wanted him to devote more of his time to the ministry of Christian music. He began compiling and publishing hymn books and writing musical scores for hymns and gospel songs. But Doan didn't feel he could compose words suitable to his melodies. And he was always looking for Christian poets, who could write lyrics for his gospel tune? Yes, in November of 1867 in New York, he was asked by the Reverend W.C. Van Meter to write a hymn in celebration of the anniversary of a rescue mission. Dome quickly came up with the melody, but could find no suitable words. Kneeling in his New York hotel room, he asked God to send him a poem. Suitable for the anniversary <laughs> celebration. He also prayed to a poet who could supply an ongoing stream of suitable verses. As he prayed, he heard a knock at the door. <laughs> Opening it, he saw a messenger boy who handed him an envelope addressed to Mr. William Howard Dome. "The letter read?" "Mr. Dome, I've never met you." But I feel impelled to send you this hymn. Mm. May God bless it. Mm-hmm. Sign Fanny Crosby. Yeah, I Amen. thus began a relationship that gave the church some of its greatest hymns. Yes, sir. To God be the glory. Yes. Pass me not, O oh gentle yes. Savior. Yes. Near the cross. Amen. Savior more than life to me. Yes. Rescue the perishing. Say in the arms of Jesus, and more. The one enclosed in the letter that day was quickly embraced by congregations around the world. That hymn said, more like Jesus would I be. Let my Savior dwell in me. Fill my soul with peace and love. Make me gentle as the dove. More like Jesus while I go pilgrim in this world below, poor in spirit would I be. Let me, my Savior, dwell in me. More like Jesus when I pray. More like Jesus day by day. May I rest me by his side where the tranquil waters glide. This should be our constant prayer to be more like Jesus. When we become more like Jesus, we will begin to do things the way he would do them. Yeah. Yeah. Same thing the way he would save them. Yeah. Respond to things the way he would respond yes. to them. Yes. How yes. constant things should be. What would Christ do? And how would Christ be? And we need to do all we can to become more like Jesus coming in. God, you, Jesus. The story is told of a heavy set woman. Mm-hmm. I didn't say fat, I said <laughs> <heavy> <laughs> set woman. <laughs> this woman just happened to have big bones. <laughs> she went to an exercise diet clinic. First thing the supervisor did was to draw a silhouette on a mirror in the shape she wished to become. As she stood before the mirror, she bulged out over the <coughs> silhouette. The instructor told her, our goal for you is to fit this shape. For mm-hmm. many weeks, the woman dieted and exercised. Exercised and dieted. Each week, she would stand in front of the mirror, but Her volume, while decreasing, still Mm overflowed. And so she exercised harder, dieted more rigorously. Mm -hmm. Finally, one day, to everyone's delight, Mm -hmm. as she stood in front of the mirror, she was conformed to the image of the silhouette. Mm -hmm. Ah, beloved God, it takes time. Yes. And work to yes. be conformed yes. to the image of God's Son. Yes. The discipline of sorrow and suffering, the exercise of pain, trials, conform us to His image. Yes. This is what being a Christian is truly all about. Conforming to the image of Christ. That is becoming like Him in every way. What is Christ like? Christ is faithful. He came to do the work of him that sent him, and he expects us to do the same. What is Christ like? Christ is prayerful. He prayed all the time, and he asked us to be prayerful, too. What is Christ like? Christ is wise. He steadily increased in wisdom, and he expects us to exercise wisdom, too. What is Christ like? Christ is virtuous. He lived in the world, but he was not of the world. And he expects his followers to live the same way. What is Christ like? Christ was humble. He came to do the will of his Father. He expects us to do the same. What is Christ like? Christ was obedient. He kept all the commandments. He expects us to do the same. Christ was patient. That is, he was long-suffering. He expects us to be long-suffering too. Christ was charitable. He believed it was more blessed to give than it was to receive.
1: Christ
0: was forgiving. He released people from their guilt by forgiving them. He expects us to do the same. Amen. In her poem, What is God Like? Mary McGarity said, with Christ being substituted for God, that Christ is like Coca-Cola. He's the real thing. Christ is like Pan Am. He makes the going great. Christ is like General Electric. He likes your pet. Christ is like bear aspirin. He works wonders. Christ is like Tad, laundry detergent. He gets the stains out that others leave. Christ is like God. Th- Other people. It's easy to see where others have fallen short. But we shouldn't be looking and judging nobody. We ought to look at ourselves. We ought to see the evil that's in us. We ought to see the ugliness that's in us. We ought to examine our own shortcomings, our own faults. And I declare, if everybody would just busy themselves getting themselves right, this world would be a better place to live in. How many of you want to be more like Jesus?
2: How many of you want to be
0: more like Christ? We used to sing a song years ago called Lord, I want to be a Christian in my heart. We would say, Versus like, I don't want to be like Jesus in my heart, but I want to be like Jesus in my heart. We all want to be like Jesus. This will be our constant, constant prayer. And this is what we need to be striving for, not just doing the Lenten series, but every season of our life. Amen. Amen. Yes. Amen. I declare if we become more like Christ, yes. our churches will take on new flavors. Yes,
1: yes. Because
0: yes. you know, we we're supposed to be the, the salt of yes. the earth. Yes. Amen. Yes. We're supposed to be that agency that gives flavor yes. to the world. Amen? Yes. We're supposed to be the light of the world. Yes. Amen? We're supposed to be the one that lights the path of folk so that they can find their way to Christ. And this is what we ought to busy ourselves doing. Not, Not murmuring and complaining all the time about what's not right with the church. That old pastor ain't doing right. Those members ain't doing right. All of us got to get it right. Yeah. 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 It? There's, there's enough blame yeah. for everybody yeah. Yeah. to have more than enough yeah. to deal with yeah. 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 it. Right. Let's, let's stop the blame. Yeah. Yes, sir. Let's stop looking at what we can do yeah. to make ourselves better yeah. Christians. Yeah. Amen? Yeah. I'll ponder that for a while as we open the doors of the church. Because your Christianity begins with your acceptance of Jesus Christ. If you came to church looking for Christ, then you need him. Because I don't know about you, I brought him with me. well. well. I wasn't looking for him until he was, he was in my God. I wasn't looking for him because when I was in the door, he he walked in with you. Yes, yes. But if you're looking for him, <laughs> then you need to go on right now and claim him while he's here. Because he's here. I know he see got blood in here. It's Amen. And I know some of you are all brought him here. It's so he's here mine. this morning. All you gotta do is open your heart and say, Jesus, come in. For Jesus is God
1: incarnate. And God, one of the great attributes of God
0: is that he's omnipresent. That means he's everywhere at the same time. He's with you and he's with me. Amen. Only God can do that. He's omnipresent. And if you walk this Christ, all you have to do is open your mind and say, Lord, come in. If there's somebody who may have lost Christ, Somewhere on the journey. You had it. But something happened. You lost it. You
2: know?
0: He's still here. He's still alive.
2: And he still wants to be part of your life. If there's somebody who wants to
0: renew, renew, renew
1: your relationship
0: with Jesus Christ, you need to come. You can't take for granted just because he's with somebody else you know, is he with you, is the most important question that you need to ask. Amen? Alright, well, it's always good to be in a saved house. Amen? But even in a saved house, there are still prayer concerns. Amen? Even Christians, i will say, especially Christians, have challenges, difficulties that we must face. And so this third invitation is to the altar. let come if you desire special prayer this morning. You don't have to come just to pray for yourself. You can come in an intercessory manner. There might be somebody else on your heart. A relative, a friend, a co-worker, Somebody that you know needs God's help. Would you come this morning? Tell yourself of the opportunity to pray. And as you pray, the bishop will pray with you. You may be seated in the field. Our heads, humble hearts. Let us pray. Eternal God, our Heavenly Father, we thank you for the privilege to once again kneel before your throne of grace. We thank you for Jesus, who is still the author and the finisher of our faith. We thank you for Jesus, who was the word that became flesh and dwelt among us. Even as we beheld his glory, yes. the glory of the only begotten Son of God. Yes. We thank you, O God, yes. that through Christ we have direct access yes. to the throne of grace. Yes. Through Christ, we know that all of our petitions yes. will be taken to you and you who daily hear our prayers. In your own way and will in time yes, will answer them by and by. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And so Lord, we come by faith, yes, trusting, yes, and believing in the God of our salvation, yes, sir. Yes, sir. the very one who called us, the very one who continues to strengthen us, the very one who declared that I am the bread of life. I am the door, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Lord, we come, Lord, seeking to become more like Jesus. And Lord, we just pray that you will help us on this journey to embrace those things that will help us to grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Lord, yes. some have come to the altar uh, this morning yes. to call on you because they are dealing with situations, yes. yes. matters yes. yes. that are beyond their control. Yes. Yes. They know you, Lord, are a problem solve. Yes. yes. We know you to be, Lord, a, a heart fixer. Yes. Yes. Lord, you are a mind regulator. Yes. God, we know that you're still a mother to the motherless, yes, yes. a father to the fatherless, you're a friend to yes, the friendless, yes, yes. you're bread in a starving land, yes, yes. you're a over troubled water. Lord, yes. we know that you are everything that we need,
2: yes,
0: for your word says, I will supply yes. your every need yes, yes. according to your riches Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. in Christ Jesus. So, whatever it is, oh God. Yeah. That might be on the hearts and minds of these your servants. Yeah. We pray, oh God, that you will hear their humble yeah. Christ. Yeah. And that you will answer. Yeah. Yeah. Help them to know, Lord, yeah. that you can solve any problem. Yeah. You can take care of any yeah. situation. Help them to turn it over to you. Yeah. Let you work it out for them. And so Lord we rejoice even now. Because we know that you're going to do what only you can. Do. That you are a God who can still do exceedingly. Abundantly. Above all we ask or think. And so Lord we rejoice. And we claim the victory that are ours. Because of our faith in you. And until then, oh God, can keep us, continue to keep us steadfast unmovable, always abounding in your great work. But we know that our labor, our labor is not in vain, in the Lord. Hear our prayer, Lord. Grant us thy peace. For these and other blessings we ask in the holy, maximum, magnanimous name of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, amen, amen, amen. 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 I'm so glad Jesus lifted me, I'm so
1: glad Jesus lifted me, I'm so glad Jesus lifted me. I'm singing glory, hallelujah this lifted me. You know, they don't have me bound. But he's lifted me. No, they don't they not have me bound? But he's lifted me. They don't have me bound. He's lifted me. Oh, I'm so glad, Jesus lifted me, I'm so glad, Jesus lifted me, I'm so glad, Jesus lifted me
2: ask of them. We're going to ask that the uh, uh, budget and finance committee come up and get prepared for these week. And we're also going to see if we can get the ushers to help and assist us as well. Let me ask a question. Is there anybody in here that does not know what's asked of you? If you have any doubts Just take the number that's in your mind and
1: double it.
2: Is that all right? I bet you know now. (laughs) All right, so we're going to talk about this (laughs) with...
1: that the number that's in their
2: mind is 100 since you were asking them to double. <laughs> we were trying to find a nice
0: way to get to that 100. <laughs> the number
2: in their mind may not double to 100. We uh, need everybody to bless us this morning 100 stars. Uh, um, so is uh, everybody ready? everybody ready? Spiritually. Anybody not ready? Hey. I ain't, I ain't ready. Write ready? the check to. You and ready to. Yeah, you're writing a check, write it to, uh, to Biden, Elder, Steve, I mean, uh, and Arkansas. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Um, everybody ready? Yes, sir. are ready. Yeah. We don't give them a minute to get ready physically. We know they're ready mentally and spiritually, but now you got to get ready physically. You need uh, one of those checks or some of that green. But if, if you could, go ahead and stand, and we'll start at the back. let yes. yes. this good morning so with that